Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're beginning another week of Fire on the Earth, the program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. This is an important time in the church year. This year in particular, uh, this week starts the Synod on Synodality, the global event that uh, Pope Francis has been leading the church toward for a number of years now, and one that's caused a lot of consternation in some places, in some circles. And I think, friends, the best way for us to move ahead at this moment is to just be on our knees to just pray that the will of God would be done. God's mercy would be there to be a visitation from the Lord, the God's wisdom, a holy fear of God, the grace of God, and that the the truth of what the Lord desires, the light that he desires to show us as we move forward would be revealed there. It's kind of interesting. You know, we've also, the church here in the States is building toward the Eucharistic revival, which is going to be the big event next year. That's worth praying for too. I'm praying for God's grace because a revival is something we really need. You revive the faith. You, you know, there's, there's an awakening of the presence and the power of the Lord in people's lives. There is an experience to pray for when, it, when revival does come. And historically, when it has come, there's always an experience. One dimension of it is the experience of the holy fear of the holy God. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not the slavish fear of being afraid of an angry God stopping around in heaven or something like that. No, it's it's a grace that allows human beings to grasp just a dimension, to touch, to see the holiness and the majesty of God and to see uh, one's own life in relationship to the holy God, the mighty God, the glorious God. And the, the Holy Spirit who seeks to reveal and to glorify, as Jesus said, that he would send us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would glorify him. And that one of the ways the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus, the risen one, is he reveals to the human heart the glory and majesty of Jesus, his exaltation, his ascension into glory, who he is, the the, the bridegroom, the king, the judge, the Lord of all, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that's what we most need, is human beings by God's grace. Remember what when Peter identified Jesus, Jesus said, who do you say that I am? There were different names thrown out, Elijah, whatever. But Peter stood up and said, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah of God. You're the Messiah that we've awaited, our people have longed for. It's essentially what he was saying. And it made Jesus happy because the fuller mystery of who he is was being revealed to his friends, to Peter. And he knew where that came from. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Blessed are you, Peter. Blessed are you. Why? Because my heavenly Father revealed this to you. It's impossible for flesh to access the reality of the mystery of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And this is what happens throughout history. Nobody, even today, it's impossible to come to really know the Lord as Lord, as Messiah, as King, and to be able to live with an affection given to us from God. When God reveals God to the human spirit, it awakens us, it touches us, it fills us with the love of God, the love of the Holy Spirit that's poured into our hearts. 
moves and that love is meant to flow out to God the Father through the Son and in the Holy Spirit and then out toward our neighbor. And just to be alive and for people to grasp that this is the most important thing. This is the richest gift I have. This is the source of my life. This is my identity. This is my reason for getting up and getting out of bed every day and, and living with confidence and joy and being at the service of others, no matter what my vocation is, no matter what career track I'm on or what I'm doing. This is the ground of my being. I now know who I am because it's been revealed to me fully in Christ who in the fullness of time. God revealed himself from the beginning in different ways, but in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son into the world and revealed him to us. And we see in Christ, we see God, Jesus said, to know me is to know the Father. So the mystery of the Father is revealed in Jesus. And that's a mystery we will never fully understand in this life. And I'm not even sure what fullness of capacity will know him as he is, Scripture says, but we'll know God as Father and the one who thought of us, who created us, who made us, who holds us in being. In him we live and move and have our being. And all was made through the Son, and we're going to have understanding what the family of God is. But that begins here. And as that begins here, we, as I was talking about last week, about being in the world, but not of the world, it's when we come into the kingdom, when we come deeper into the realization through the help of the Holy Spirit, through the teaching, wisdom, sacraments, life of the church, when it lays hold of us on a deeper level, we now see ourselves in God. By the gift of the Spirit, we begin to see ourselves as God sees us. And that has transforming power, power to change us, our mindset, our self-awareness, our understanding of others, the meaning of our life, the value of our life. And it enriches us and the Holy Spirit begins to work out in us. You know, these the fruits of the Holy Spirit, as Paul identified and described them, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness begins to flow from us and replaces the, the bitterness, the anger, the fear, the anxiety, the discouragement, the depression that this world really does produce simply because the human race has fallen and broken and the world has fallen and broken in so many ways. So it's an important time for the church to lay hold of that essence, to rediscover that reality. That's what revival is, and that's what renewal is, and that's what authentic change is in the life of the church, and that's what we most need. That's what the world most needs to see in the life of the church, to experience flowing from us to live a radically different way of life, to have a power and a new capacity to live a new way of life. Well, the beginning of that process, I think, is so kind of thinking and praying on this and speaking occasionally on the topic of the kerygma. So kerygma is the, you know, the basic core message of the gospel. And I want to touch on that a little bit today and uh, because I think it's important for us all to be able to understand it, to be able to surrender to it again and again in our lives, and to be able to communicate it to other people, what really is at the essence? You say, well, what is the essence of Christianity? Is it a moral system, primarily? Is it about commandments? Is it about service to the poor? Is it about engaging in political society, making our contribution? Is it even the way we pray? Is it the mass? Is it what is the essence of Christianity? All those things I'm mentioning I've said before, you know, these are things that 
are very much, and there's a kind of hierarchy, obviously, in life. All those things are present in the life of the Christian, the life of the church. The essence is human beings coming from, being brought from death to life, to being transformed, to becoming children of God by the power of God. The human race needs, the, the, the great problem on the earth is not AI, it's not the wars that are present in the world, all these things that multiply them, all the things that we're concerned about that are so troubling and difficult and we try to overcome. Those things all matter. But the big thing on the planet, the big thing for every human being, is that we're, as St. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, that we're dead through our trespasses and sins, spiritually dead. That means unable to be united to God, to live with God, to be made capable of being in God's presence, of being able to live with God for eternity, to come to know God and experience God, to become really a child of God, which is why Jesus came. Because the human race is stuck, is in a profound battle, you know, we talk about the fall and original sin, and that's really the sin problem that produces this death problem, the death-directed destiny of the human race. And it's a destiny that moves toward eternal separation from God, and there is literally not a power on the earth, not human ingenuity, not any other form of religion, not money, not science, nothing can solve that problem. We need to be born again by water and the Spirit, every single human being. And it doesn't happen automatically. And we need to become children of God into the family of God. Sometimes that phrase is thrown around like everybody's already a child of God. And it's important for us to, to think biblically on these things and think with the church. Every single human being is created in the image and likeness of God. Every single human being is infinitely loved by the infinitely loving and powerful God. Every single human being, God desires, he sent his son to bring every single human being home, that, that that's the heart of God, that everybody would turn to him and become a child of God. But as St. John the Apostle said in, his, in the gospel, one of the things he was declaring as he's writing about the Lord, he said, he gave us power to become children of God. Now that's a Jewish man saying that. He already had, right? He was already part of the people of God, the chosen race. But he himself understood the absolute unique reality of Jesus and what Jesus, who Jesus was, what he did for us, what he accomplished for us, and what that means for us now by saying yes to him. You know, the church is born of the preaching of the gospel, as we read the other day. Romans chapter 1 says this, chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, and really to the whole non-Jewish world, the entire globe, human beings. Paul said, I'm not ashamed to stand up and say that the message I preach, the good news about Jesus his life, his incarnation, life, passion, death, and resurrection, his ascension into glory, and his 
act, his triumphant act of pouring out the power of the Holy Spirit, the, the person of the Holy Spirit into human hearts, making it possible for us as we repent, receive forgiveness for our sins, and enter the waters of baptism where that transformation happens and we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul says it literally comes to us through the message, proclamation of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Redemptoris Missio, document that St. John Paul II wrote on mission. He said, faith is born of preaching faith. That is a, that's how we enter. By grace, you have been saved through faith. It's a work of God in us where we're presented the gift and the free offering of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the new life that he desires to give us that he now possesses. It's in him. Existence beyond death. He's now in glory. The future of the human race, the only desirable future of the human race beyond death is, is the, is the life that's in the person of Jesus. And it's proclaimed and we receive it by faith. Faith is born of preaching and every ecclesial community draws its origin and its life from the personal response of each believer to that preaching. What's an ecclesial community? It's a church, different forms of the, the church takes, but it's fundamentally church and the people of God. Where does the church draw its origin and its life? From the personal response of each believer to the preaching of the good news the kerygma, the good news about Jesus Christ and his life, passion, death, and resurrection. We're going to talk about that more this week, friends, to try to break it open, but let's open our hearts today to that great gift and walk in it confidently. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.